Hello, Happy New Year. Welcome back to Extra Angie for Breakfast. It's what I kind of like to think of this podcast because you will get a little bit extra than you get in the breakfast show. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Sometimes, you know, there might be swear words. There might be a few more blunt opinions. There might be stuff that happens behind the scenes that you're not supposed to tell anyone about, but it's fun. And that's the whole point of having a podcast. So if you've ever got anything that you want to ask me, well, you know where to find me. It's not that hard. Now, it's very cool to come back to work. I really love my job, which makes me feel very, very privileged. But I must say it was a hell of a start to the year. Came back Monday, brain mush, couldn't press buttons properly, loads of mistakes, but got it together, you know, just great to be here. Tuesday, bang, really intense situation for the Dunsborough, Eagle Bay and Bunker Bay communities in the fire. So there's a bit of chat in this podcast about the outcome and then what's up next. We've also got, you know, to look at what's happening on our stages and our screens and ticket giveaways. But as always, the best part of my show is you. So I think I've got already a high bar of the excellent callers that call up Triple M Southwest Brecky. I do want to let you know this week's guesses for Sound of the Southwest. I appreciate not everyone can be bothered going onto the website to see them, but you can see them there and I'll update them daily. I promise. I was really bad at that last year, but I will do it properly this year. Actually, that's a really good point. (laughs) If you don't listen to the on-air show, you might not know. I do a Sound of the Southwest. I do it every day. There's money up for grabs, the money jackpots. You know the drill. It went off at the end of last year. It was awesome. I managed to give it away on the very last day of the year. You couldn't script that. So it means I had to come up with a new sound. So here it is. That's the new sound. And so far, the guesses this year, flipping the lid of my toothpaste in Bunbury, bouncing a tennis ball, a needle on a record player, popping bubble wrap in Bustleton, or a kid's fidget spinner sort of thing that you press. With that done, let's get into the heart of the podcast. And I did something that one should never do on the radio, let alone on your first day, but it did crack me up. I hope you like it. It's Extra Angie for breakfast. Thought I would, uh, I'd start the year off on a note that I mean to carry on and that's a terrible pun and you'll find out why because, you know, really you're not supposed to sing on the radio. Ask Cliff Reeve this afternoon. Give him a buzz. Talk to him about it. You're just not supposed to do it. So. In an act of rebellion, I have written you a song because that nothing says rebellion like a cheap ripoff of a Christmas carol. So here we have it. I present to you the 12 days of summer. All right, here we go. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a backpacker with the Rona. On the second day of summer, my true love gave to me two metro shifts and a backpacker with the Rona. On the third day of summer, my true love gave to me three rounds of sunburn, two metro shifts and a backpacker with the Rona. Oh, this is a good one. On the fourth day of summer, my true love gave to me four dead plants, three rounds of sunburn, two metro shifts, 
and a backpacker with a rona. On the fifth day of summer, my true love gave to me five days of ham. Oh God, so much ham. Four dead plants, three rounds of sunburn, two metro shifts. All together, backpacker with the Rona. <laughs> now, I'm not going to sing the whole thing, but I do want to do the last rundown of all the 12 days because I thought it was funny. Here we go. Chris. Ready? Here we go. 12 Christmas crayfish, 11 boozy nights, 10 kilos gained, 9 orca leaping, 8 nights of camping, 7 toddler tantrums, 6 balls and over, 5 days of ham, 4 dead plants, 3 rounds of sunburn, 2 metro shifts, and a backpacker with the Rona. <laughs> I hope your summer was just as fun. My next bit, I wanted to share with you what I received for Christmas. I think it could possibly be the greatest Christmas present ever. It was a trip to Bremer Bay to go and see the orca. And I caught up with one of the crew after the boat trip because I just wanted you to know how awesome it was. All right, beautiful. So today we headed out to the canyon itself and within minutes of arriving, we came across our very first pod, which is Alki and her family, which was really lovely. It's the first time we've seen them this season. So being the start of the season, we're seeing all these families for the first time since last year. Everyone's thriving, including baby Grace, who was so cheeky today. She came right up to the bow and decided she'd swim under us a few times and then dragged the rest of the family over to join in with the fun, which was great. And then as the day went on, we could see they were really focused. They even found a little bit of squid and that's what all the birds were fighting over so all the albatross including the wandering albatross were trying to grab it before everybody else ran off with it and there was a quick glimpse of a shark that moved past so he probably missed out the birds were too fast then what was really nice is as we moved into the afternoon all their energy changed they went very serious all of a sudden and queen appeared who's the matriarch of her family pod we always nickname her the queen of the canyon simply because she rules the roost everything around her is her decisions whatever she says goes and then she Shortly after she arrived, literally within a few minutes of showing up, everyone began to surge and we were right in on the hunt. We were able to join in with the hunt, which was super exciting. And we began to surge back up towards the edge of the continental shelf. But I think whatever they were after got away because it went really quiet again and there was no oil slick or signs of food and the birds were too relaxed. So unfortunately, they just missed out this time, but they're in the mood. So now going forward, Queen's making sure everyone's tuned up and they're almost in training. Everyone's honing in their skills, getting ready for a big summer feeding. So it was really great. And at the very end there to greet us was El Nacho, the big male and his family, along with Cookie and her calf Oreo, which was wonderful. First time for season 2022 seeing them. So that was the perfect way of completing a really awesome day out in the canyons. It's one of our favourite regulars on Triple M's Breakfast with Angie. Phil from the Forbidden Fruit. Happy 2022, <laughs> mate. Happy New Year to you too, mate. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what to think of the intro, though. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sticking around. Sticking around. You're there still here. There was a lot here. of things that I could have said, but they weren't appropriate for morning breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I say sticking around is because Lordy Lord knows that anybody who has had a toe in the pool of retail over the last few months Ooh. Is just sticking in there. <laughs> yep, it's um, it's been a great 
couple of months. Uh, most of the smaller retailers that I know have had a really tremendous uh, December and Christmas period. And I think um, a lot of the southwest retailers are quite busy at the moment as well with the uh, amount of uh, travellers and everyone kicking around. So it's actually been pretty good. I think a lot of people have um, hopefully made a little bit of money and put a bit aside to get themselves through winter. So no, it's, uh, I'm, like I said, most of the retailers that I've spoken to have had a pretty good period so far. Excellent. And, you know, when I catch up with Phil on a Monday, we like to talk about southwest stuff and how can more southwest can you get than seasonal, beautiful, fresh produce. Keeps us in the oh, loop with why the prices mate. might change, the supply, the demand the intricacies of farming. So what have we got in our plate this week? Well, at this stage of the game, we are smack bang in the middle of stone fruit season, which everybody loves. I don't know too many people that don't like at least one item from the stone fruit platter. Don't worry about that because there's lots of, uh, lots of choice. Don't get me wrong. Um, the peaches and nectarines, the apricots, honestly, it's been tremendous so far. I think it's only some of the very early stuff I had I wasn't happy with. Everything that's been coming through since, and we're talking Perth Hills fruit, Southwest fruit, honestly, it's just been an absolute plethora of wonderful tasting stone fruit. I'm very, very happy with all that. The plums are starting to come through a bit thicker and faster now as well, which is really good. Um, so, yeah, stone fruit still really cranking. Uh, Cherry-wise, we had a fantastic cherry season, even though they were a little bit late and we actually were selling cherries into January, which doesn't always happen. Um, I want to thank all the wonderful cherry growers and pickers throughout Donnybrook and the southwest and down the management up for all their hard work over Christmas, providing all those wonderful little berries for everyone to uh, chew on at Christmas time. So that was pretty good. Um, if we want to talk seasonal stuff, the Carnarvon fruit um, has been a little bit late this year as well because of the um, colder weather in spring last year. But we're seeing all the beautiful seedless grapes come through. Um, we've had the first pick of the Carnarvon Kensington Pride mangoes come through as well, which have been really, really lovely. So there's a lot of things coming up in the next um, you know, four to six weeks as far as local produce goes. We've got watermelons and rock melons coming through very shortly, all the local corn, the cucumbers. This is the best time of year to have the shop in the southwest, I'll tell you right now. All right, now, like I said in the intro, the best part about my show is the people that call in or text in, and I'm not exaggerating, and I'm also not blowing smoke up your ass because I actually wouldn't do that. But this is what I mean. I was giving away a double pass to the Breck International Film Festival, which, by the way, I went to the opening night of on Wednesday night and saw the German film, He's Your Man. It's The quality of the films are amazing. They're not Hollywood, which makes me like them a lot because they're Great acting, great script, great film work, really high quality, but they're not shiny like those Hollywood films are. They're just a bit bit more real. Anyway, I was giving away tickets. <laughs> this lady rang. Hello, Angie. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Who's this? It's Kelly from Bustleton. Oh, Kelly, talk to me. How has your Christmas, summer, festivity period been? Ah, uh, look, it's been great. I had a couple of days off work, went to the beach, hung out with family. Incredible. It was really nice. Incredible. Yeah. And so what's on the cards for you today? Uh, work. So I'm heading to work. All right. Who are we shouting? Who are we doing a big shout out for? Uh, this is, I'm going to give a big shout out to my daughter. Oh. Um, yeah, she's, um, uh, you know what, she's just so special. She's my firstborn um, and we just get along so famously she's got the best sense of humor so um yeah big shout out to her oh that's really nice how many kids do you have 
I have three. <laughs> well, we know who the favourite is. <laughs> well, good on you, Kelly. I can only assume that you're taking your firstborn to Brack to see one of the international films then. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely, yes. It's already been a very long night for people who have been firefighting at the Naturalist Dunsborough Fire. Uh, the police are on scene as well, so pretty handy that we catch up with the District Superintendent, Jeff Stewart, every week. Jeff, Happy New Year. You haven't had much of a break at all, have you? No, it's pretty pretty busy for us this time of the year, Ange, and so, uh, but that's what we sign up for, so uh, keeping everyone safe as we can. Now, the fire situation, we've been in touch with Blake Moore, the incident controller. There is a community meeting this afternoon at 2 o'clock at the Geograph Leisure Centre. Um, the team in blue are on the scene as well, so hopefully everyone's just staying safe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're actually supporting, yeah, the uh, the firefighters there and the incident controllers. So we're doing everything we can, our part to it, and we just ask all the community. So just look at the uh, DFES uh, website. It's a good place to go to. You can see what the current alerts are, details of the community meeting and things you need to know about this incident. That's where you go and look. Don't ask people on Facebook. Go and go to the people that know it and you can get it uh, um, exactly what you need to know. Exactly. And uh, if you don't do the internet, then that's fine too. Uh, there is always a phone number. It is one triple three seven if you need to call for updates. All right. Now, on to other things. It was all eyes on the Southwest over Christmas as we had a bit of trouble with the traveller. Yeah, we, uh, we had some trouble with travellers and... Uh, we had uh, part of the um, response to the uh, backpacker outbreak. We had a number of people that were uh, located down here and uh, and not only the backpackers either, Ange, we had a couple of other people that were charged for failing to adhere to their isolation uh, uh, directions and uh, and they actually uh, were charged and, and a couple of them were arrested and taken back to the Perth Watch House and dealt with up there through the court system So and put back in isolation. So the message is clear. If you get directions to isolate, it means you're being directed to isolate. It doesn't mean you say yes and then just go on holiday and, and just do whatever you want to do and, and go about the community. So uh, we had that happening a, a couple of times and thankfully everything's okay and um, and the like. So, uh, yeah, no, it's been busy with that as well. So, uh, But the best news, and we are talking a little while ago, the best news is we didn't have any... Uh, serious uh, uh, road trauma over the uh, festive season and I'm touching wood as I speak again now. But, I know, uh, it's making me hold my breath. But I, I know. That's, I, uh, even even if not, like the double demerits came off on the 9th of January and I think that's the first time in a long time we've had that result. Yeah, it, it's good. It's uh, it's really sad. It's really sad when we actually expect people will organise funerals over busy times of the year and uh, it didn't happen. And... Uh, so, uh, and even the road behaviour was really good too. We didn't have any real significant hoon uh, activity, uh, any seizures. There wasn't any significantly high speeds recorded on our uh, cameras or on our handheld radars or uh, and that. It was just uh, good on you for the people out there for doing uh, the right thing. Most of them, still a few drink drivers that, uh, are, are, I was going to say dickheads then. So, you can't say that so, on the radio. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, they still wanted to drink and drive, but thankfully we got them before they wrapped themselves around a tree or took someone else out. 
So, yeah. well. Awesome. Keep it up. I mean, if you do want to test your skills behind the car and you want to go all sorts of fast, do it on the Collie Motorplex. It's a great facility and it's safe. And there are, you know, there are people that want to see you drive really fast. Just don't do it on the roads. Um, that is great news. Um, good luck to everybody um, on the Cape there um, fighting the fire and stay safe. We'll keep you up to date here on Triple M. Thank you so much, Jeff Stewart. Go Eagles in 22. <laughs> we'll get to that. Here he is, the incident controller we got to know very well yesterday. Blake Moore, good morning. Good morning, Angie. Thanks for having me back on. Did you get some sleep last night, mate? It was great to get a bit of sleep yesterday and uh, great to see some of our crews getting some well-earned rest as well. Uh, What's really great to see is the incredible effort that everyone put in, um, especially overnight. Uh, We got the downgrade about, was it around 11 o'clock last night that it got downgraded? Yeah, some, sometime then overnight, the the crews managed to get the fire contained by by seven pm last night at two hundred and twenty five hectares and and get that downgraded overnight. So that was a great result. My goodness. So what's the situation this morning? Obviously, we're still on watch and act for parts of Naturalist, Dunsbury, yeah, Eagle Bay. Yeah, we are. So conditions today, due to the winds and temperature, are going to test containment lines as we go through the day. We've got elevated temperatures and winds yet again. So. A lot of uh, big efforts by crews, again, to, to keep that area safe and look at reinstating and, and reopening roadways around the area. So that, that's some some huge efforts to go in again yet again today. Okay, well, fingers crossed. And for everyone around the southwest who wants to help uh, but doesn't know how to, basically just stay out of trouble. Be aware that it is uh, bad fire conditions for us today and um, don't do anything that could stretch out already thin resources, please. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if, if people can just be, be fire smart and if they are caught in the area when those emergency warnings are in place, look at enacting their fire plan and, and seeing what they can do to follow those warnings. Also might be a good day to do your fire plan if you haven't done so already. That's it. It was great to see yesterday that during the assisted evacuation, we we managed to get over 340 vehicles out of the Eagle Bay and Bunker Bay area. So that was an extremely successful uh, event yesterday as well. Yeah, well, I was going to ask about that because um, the residents of Eagle Bay and Bunker Bay they got cut off. Um, they they were they were safe and they were being protected. Um, but yeah, then we organised the assisted evac. Um, was it a smooth process? I mean, what a scary thing to go through for residents. It was. It was a, a the effort between WA Police, DFS, City of Buses, and was it was an amazing effort to coordinate those two areas being evacuated at the same time. Uh, watching some of the footage of of those vehicles being escorted from the area of of hundreds of vehicles just in convoy was <clears throat> was an amazing result. Being able to get them out of that area, I understand it's stressful currently for those people that are not able to access their properties, but to be able to uh, get them out of that risk area for the time being while we make that area safe was was a great result. Yeah, definitely. And so without being able to predict the future, unfortunately, or pick the lotto numbers, um, do we have any idea of when the evacuees can get back to their properties? Sure. So we're working very hard today to, to assess roads, uh, make the continue to make the area safe, mop up and see where we can get people back into the area. But the, the best place to see that information will be at the community meeting again this afternoon at 2pm. We are hoping that with all those efforts we're putting in today that we will be able to let people in uh, this evening into their properties. But that may change due to the weather and conditions we're experiencing today. Yeah, brilliant. 
Um, anything else we need to know moving forward? We're obviously breathing a sigh of relief, but we're still kind of on tender hooks. Absolutely. So there will be a lot of fire resources in the area today, yet again. So we just ask people to, to stay away from the area. Let us do what we can to, to make the area safe as quickly as we can to let them back. And just keep up to date on the Emergency WA website. Yeah, we'll keep you up to date here as well. And, mate, thank you so much for your time. And just thank you so much to everyone and the comms team as well. Um, obviously, anyone who's on the front line is a whole other kettle of fish. Uh, but the comms team, I know, put in some huge hours and there's a lot that's going on behind the scenes to the city of Bustleton, uh, to all the small businesses that were offering burgers and beers and anyone that was um, on the front lines. Thank you to everyone for the huge community effort. We really do see the best of what the Southwest has to offer in the face of diversity. So thanks to your whole team. No, thanks, Angie. It's been uh, a great display of, of community support out there as well. So it's not, not just our team. The community is putting in a great effort. The, the volunteers, DBCA, DFES, WA Police and local governments, it's been an amazing effort and a show of community support out there. We've had so many cancellations of different music events and it's really putting the strain on our industry. So I'm going to double down on my efforts to make sure you know where all the gigs are around the Southwest this year. So introducing you to Ben, who's on the keys for a very new band called Humble Armada. G'day, mate. What's happening? Hey, not much. Happy to be here. Just chilling. Uh, now, yeah. you are not exactly in the Triple M demo, but I feel like we would play a lot of your influences on the show. <laughs> For sure, definitely. <laughs> now, last year, you released three singles. You did an EP, you recorded a full album, you sold out at the Rosemont, you, Rosemount, you sold out at Indie Bar, you put on a backyard festival. Where did you come from? Yeah, we were, we were very busy last year. I mean, yeah, so late 2020, we all kind of came together. And then Matt, our lead singer, had some demos ready. So then by early 2021, he had the EP ready. And we've just been uh, been going since then, nonstop. Nap. So tell us how the band got together. This is the origin story. This is what's going to end up on your Wikipedia page when you make it <laughs> massive. So choose your words carefully. Yeah, see, um, so... So it all started with Matt Simich, our lead singer and um, one of our guitarists. He uh, produced a few demos by himself uh, mid to late 2020. And then so he went to school with a few of us and then met some of us after school. And we've all just kind of come together and worked on this for the past yeah, year and a bit now. All right. Now let's do, um, let's do the next thing. So I'll run through the members of the band and you just give me a couple of words to describe what they're like, just so we can get a feel mm -hmm. for you as a crew. So um, yeah. describe Patch on the drums for us. So Patch is he's one of the coolest guys going around, as drummers usually are. Ooh. Very relaxed and, uh, you know, keeps everyone together, as all drummers should. Does he drum with his shirt on or off? What kind of drummer is he? Um, on stage, he's very much shirt on, but there have been several occasions where, where the shirt's been lost in our practices and recording settings. All right. Sure. What about Ollie on the guitar? What's he doing? Ollie on the guitar, he, he's a very interesting guy, crazy person, but no, he's a very, very talented guitarist. He's been playing for, for many years, and a lot of the uh, guitar solos and all that kind of work uh, on the album all, all come from him. Awesome. Good to know. We love a solo here at Triple M Southwest. <laughs> Um, yeah. Luke on the bass. Luke. So Luke's been one of my best mates for as long as I can remember. We uh, we kind of joined the band almost together. He's our bassist. He's um 
again, pretty pretty crazy, but he's uh you know, really lays the groundwork for everyone in the with the base as, you know, sticks to his role. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very talented bass player. And um, only actually really started uh, a little bit before the band uh, formed. So he's definitely come a long way. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Okay. And what sort of uh, front man do we have in Matt? Uh, so Matt is a, is a very anti-front man. Front man, you know, he, uh, he sings the songs, but uh, all the talking between songs in our sets is all done by Ollie. He's uh, Ollie's more, more <laughs> a people person than Matt is, I guess. <laughs> but Matt is definitely the, the creative genius behind the vast majority of all, all our stuff. Very so, cool. So, like, we try to keep up with him. He's always showing new demos to us, and he's just constantly pumping them out and the rest of us playing catch-up. Yeah, right. And so that leaves you, Ben. You're on the keys, and obviously all the coolest people play piano. Yeah, uh, Freddie, yeah, exactly. you know, Elton, you know, yeah. Billy. There's plenty of them. Anyway, so uh, how would you describe yourself for us? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. I know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's not a very overstated role. The, uh, the keys, you know, I like to just sit back and do my do my do my job and just uh play the music I guess. <laughs> and how did you get handballed the radio interview? Um so I think uh Matt, Ollie and Patch are currently working and so I've stepped up because we're all too scared of what Luke's gonna say on radio. <laughs> okay, next time I wanna talk to Luke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well now you've managed to sell out at the Rosemount and the Indie Bar. Um where has your support base actually come from given that you're so fresh? That that's actually a really good question. I think uh especially in the past like, you know, year and a bit, like people have really started enjoying live music a lot more and really started like embracing the local scene, especially considering there's not much local music happening. Well, not so much now, but back then, not so much local music happening anywhere else. So people in Perth just well, and around the WA are just really excited and thankful that they can still see that while a lot of other people can't. It's so bloody true. Get around our music scene. You can catch Humble Armada at the Prince of Wales tomorrow night. They're going to be playing the fire station Bustleton next week. They're doing the River and the Clancy's in Dunsborough as well. We'll keep you up to date on the Locals Guide on the Listener app. Angie's a scrappy backpacker from way back. Scrimping on the small stuff to save for the big adventures. Pablo, well, he's a tight ass. But who will be? Triple M's biggest scab. So cheap. It's my favourite, most tightest assed mate on the planet, Pablo. <laughs> Good morning, Angie. How I, are we? I'm excellent. I feel like we need to explain a few things at this point. It's, mm. you know, it's a new year. Our brains all went to mush sometime in... October, November, I would say. (laughs) Then they went to liquid in December. They're starting to reform now. We're in a bit of a jelly brain situation. Uh, Pablo is my dear friend, brother. I would say brother over friend. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Yeah. Brother who does the Triple M Breakfast Show in Caratha. And Angie, you are from the south of the state, the southwest in Bunbury. And we sort of put this segment together because we're both pretty tight. (laughs) We're both stingy. We love to scrounge up things. And we decided to search WA for things that people suggest to us to find each week. And uh, we haven't done one this week because I decided to come back. You know, ease back into work, Ange, is my method. Well, I think what uh, the words I used on Monday was uh, classic Pablo uh, (laughs) being lazy and he didn't want to come back on Monday because Monday's too much. Wednesday will do for Pablo. I just want to do a half week, to be honest. (laughs) Ease back into things. Just dip my toe in the pool on one of those kind of dives before I jump in. 
what a week it has been back oh. for us in the southwest. We had a really intense fire. The community yeah. of naturalists in Dunsborough at Eagle Bay and um, Bunker Bay, oh, like it was just, it was something else. Um, but the Pilbara has had its own hot thing happening. And unfortunately, Pablo, it's not you. It is the weather. It was extreme yesterday. Well, I got into the car and... You know, officially it says that Caratha, I think, got to 49 degrees. On my car, it said 51. Oh. It was a furnace right across the Pilbara yesterday. I think lots of records were broken. Uh, Roburn, uh, Onslow, I think, as well. Maybe Marty. Just records shattered with the hot weather. And I had this idea, and yesterday afternoon, I said to, <laughs> said to my daughter, I said, it's so hot outside. And she's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, that's because you're sitting under the aircon watching YouTube Kids. Of course, it's not hot for you. But uh, for everyone else that's been outside, it is boiling. Let's cook an egg. <laughs> outside. So I chucked the frying pan outside, let it warm up for an hour, chucked a bit of oil in it, and uh, went outside and cracked an egg in it. And? and we had eggs for dinner. What? No, so I didn't eat the eggs, but they cooked. It was incredible. They cooked just Ooh. in the fry pan outside in the heat. I just feel like that was a waste of egg, Pablo. <laughs> it was one egg. It's very unlike you. <laughs> it wasn't my, wasn't it, my tight self. It goes against everything Triple M's biggest scab stands for. <laughs> oh, that's, that's how insane. Hot it was. That's yeah. insane. So um, officially... Um, Onslow now has equaled the hottest day ever recorded in Australia. And it was 50.7 degrees. Onslow is on the coast. <laughs> the last one was like Udnadatta or something, which is in the middle of Australia. I don't know. I think it, yeah, it was, it was hot. It was Brutal. And uh, yesterday, I think being half the town, we ended up at the Karatha Leishbex for a swim. We were there till about 6.30. It was fantastic to actually uh, cool down after a, a very hot day. Oh, well, I'm glad that we've all survived. What's the forecast looking like today? Uh, cool 40, I think. So, oh, uh, easy. Yeah, yeah real, easy. Uh, real, real drop. So... Yeah, back to sunbaking outside. Excellent. Well, uh, good to hear. <laughs> We're going to set up a new Triple M's Biggest Scab mm. on Monday. But I do need to discuss with you something that you posted up on your personal Facebook. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do a crossover here. Um, the vision board for Pablo's oh. 2022 goals, intentions and musings. Yes. So I was going to tell you a little story about what I think is going to happen to Pablo this year. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I think he's becoming a monk, <laughs> a pro basketballer. He's getting cash monies by buying a lot of ice cream. <laughs> Looks like adding another one to the family. Yes. He's going to be the leader of his wolf pack. And, oh, hello, what's this? What? I don't know if I can say that on radio. Pablo, ew, you're my brother. What are you doing? What is that? Why is that on a public thing on the internet? It's a very saucy, pencil, arty outline drawing of a man on his knees and a woman in a chair. <laughs> 
Well, you got to make babies somehow. Whoa, right? Pablo's having babies this year. <laughs> is that what that is? Is this a, is this your pregnancy announcement for you and Jess? <laughs> Hey, look, you gotta you got to have goals for 2022, and our one is uh, adding another little little tacker to the family. So, uh, yeah, that is one of the goals for 2022. But I uh, wanted to sort of spice it up in the old vision board, so put something a little bit controversial Ooh! in there to, uh, yeah, let people know. Wow. Well, you've given me, you missed my birthday. That's okay. Mm. I don't mind. Um, so did my real brother. Um, <laughs> but you have given me the best present you've ever given me. You see, just about every week we did this last year, you're like, oh, have you got a big announcement? Oh, have you got a big... And the joke was that my tummy was full of cheese. Whereas now I'm going to ask you every single week, oh, are you pregnant? Oh, are you pregnant? I'm going to screenshot Pablo's uh, vision board and share it with everyone in the Southwest so they know what I'm talking about. Everyone should have a vision board, Ange. Everyone should have a vision board. Hey, we'll be back on Monday. WA's Biggest Scab is back with us. If you've got a mission, a challenge you want to throw at us, hit us up on the text line 04800 97 400. Enjoy the weekend. Off and racing for 2022. It's the Extra Angie for Breakfast podcast. There'll be another one next week. If you subscribe on the listener app, number one, it tells me that you're enjoying what I'm doing. And number two, it just gives me a bit of a gauge where I'm at with things, which is very useful. You know, I like to think I put a bit of love into these. So if you could subscribe along, then you'll get notifications when there's a new one. You've been sensational. I've been Angie and I'll catch you next time. Angie for breakfast. Triple M.